Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. We're talking MVP race. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the R&D podcast, the second of a back-to-back episode on a Wednesday. The playoffs are slowly approaching, but we need an MVP. And this year's list seems to be pretty tough to choose. First off, the silent killer, the claw, the man in the gray and black, whatever you want to call him. Kawhi Leonard is balling this year. He's averaging 26, 6, and 3. And the Spurs, who many thought wouldn't do well with Tim Duncan gone due to retirement, they're still doing the same doggone thing they've been doing for the last 20 years. They are the second seed and have clinched a playoff spot for the 20th straight year. This team never dies. Second guy, after claiming his team was too top-heavy, LeBron James has got the players he needed and is looking forward to the playoffs and a chance at repeating. He's averaging 26-8-8. His Cavs are 42-20, and and they're probably the favorites to come out of the East yet again. But one man may have something to say about that. He was the 60th pick of the draft in 2011. Now he's letting everybody know what time it is. Isaiah Thomas is averaging 29-3-6 for the Celtics, and he is Mr. Fourth Quarter this year, averaging 10 points per game, 47% from the field, and 42% from distance. Daniel is already calling this man the clutchest player in the league. The next guy we got for you, he got the coach who has the system tailor-made for him, and he's blasting off like a rocket. James Harden has been a machine this year, averaging 29-8-11. He has his Rockets sitting comfortably in third spot in the West, and I feel like they're probably the scariest squad in the league right now. This guy has them cooking. And finally, the man who's been bringing the thunder this year, Russell Westbrook, the triple-double master, 32-10-10. Kevin Durant, you created this monster, sir. He, but he does have his team struggling this year, 39 and 25. They're the seventh seed in the West, and they've dropped their last four, although I do have to mention Russell Westbrook did drop a career-high 58 points in a loss to Portland last night. Those are probably the main guys spearheading this MVP race, but Daniel, who's your MVP? My MVP is Isaiah Thomas. You already know that. And That's crazy, though. Here's, here's the thing, is that my... My pick is Isaiah Thomas, between Isaiah Thomas and Harden. And the reason why is because, first of all... You Not know, just because they're lefties. First of, all, you know, <laughs> first of all, you know I don't like Russell Westbrook. For the reason, like, you can't name somebody an MVP that has an extremely high number of turnovers. Okay? What? Okay? Uh, and don't get me wrong, like, he has put the thunder on his back. He and has. Like, and, like, he may have lost the last four games that he's been in. Right. But, you know, he's the one who's making all the points. And whenever, whenever you look at, okay, you look at James Harden and Isaiah Thomas. Right. They're pretty evenly matched when it comes to stats. But you look at the fourth quarter points that Isaiah Thomas is putting up. And you, you know call, what time it is? <laughs> you, you call, okay, so Isaiah Thomas is obviously the clutchest player out of this group of five that right. we have up here. Right. And 
in my personal opinion, your MVP should be somebody who is somebody that you can rely on. Somebody that you can in the fourth quarter, whenever you're down by a few shots, you can you can like you know that he's gonna have some fire under his ass. Right. And he's gonna get out there for you. Well, since you're talking about a guy who is dependable, I was gonna kinda save this question for last, but you made me bring it up right now. Colin Cowherd has been on the record, as well as Max Kellerman on ESPN First Take. Shout out to him. They've said LeBron James should win the MVP every year. Get this stat. Cleveland this year is 0-4 when he doesn't step on the floor, and they've been 4-19 since the 2014-2015 season. They're saying this guy, if you put him on almost any team in the league, you're either playoff contenders or you're NBA Finals contenders. So I know you're saying you need a guy who's reliable and clutch. But how much more clutch than that get than LeBron James? So should LeBron James win the MVP? Should we forget about everybody else and just give it to LeBron right now based off those stats? Do you think that Tom Brady should win MVP of the NFL every single year? I hate that, man. Don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Uh, all right. All right. Then that's, there's, there's your answer. And the reason why is because, you know, an MVP is not, uh, I mean, it's not just the embodiment of somebody that's good that makes a team good. Um you if you compare them to like other players, so like what LeBron James is doing in Cleveland compared to what Isaiah Thomas is doing in Boston right now. I haven't seen a Boston team with a fire under their ass like like I have in the past couple seasons. Right, and, but to say that he sh- did that LeBron James deserves the MVP every single year that's nonsense, man. You really think that's nonsense? I mean, I think it's nonsense a little bit, especially when you have a guy like Russell Westbrook, who the last guy we saw this was over forty years ago in Oscar Robinson. But it doesn't look like he's making an overall team better. I get what you're saying with Isaiah Thomas. He has made this team better by leaps and bounds. However, LeBron James goes to Miami, who only won 42 games a season prior, and they win, what, 50, 60 games? Cleveland was in a slump when he was gone. He comes back to Cleveland the first year they make it to the finals. So, I mean, Colin Cowherd and Max Kellerman do have arguments. I mean, they make a point, but to say it's not an MVP LeBron, it's an MVP race. Right. Right. And, right. And you would be, you would be, I guess, like uh, disrespecting the entire MVP award if you didn't compare him to other players. Right. So, I mean, to say that he deserves it every year, I mean, I can see their point, but uh, I, I don't know, that's kind of stupid, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, well, Russell Westbrook, like I said, it's been 40 years since we've seen a guy do this, and Oscar Robinson was the last guy to do this. However, in the MVP race, he finished third. So with Russell Westbrook at 35 and 29 on the season right now and has his team currently 7th in the West, if he doesn't get OKC to at least the 4 spot before the playoffs begin, I already know you don't like him, but let's just speak in hypotheticals for Daniel Sheffield here. Okay. If he wasn't able to make the top four seed in the West and he stays at the seven seed, with the numbers that he's averaging, would you still consider him for the MVP? Would you still give it to him? Or would you want to give it to a guy with a higher record? Um, at that point, I mean, putting my biases aside, um, he does a lot for OKC. He does. He, I mean, like, I feel like he does more for OKC than LeBron does for the Cavs. Wow. Um, oh, whoa. And the reason why. Whoa. The, well, the reason why. Did you see LeBron James put up 58 points against the Pacers? I'm no. Not, so I'm not the Pacers. The, but, the, the trouble. I get it. But no. But he doesn't have to. He doesn't have 
to. Right, he doesn't have to. He's not put in a situation that forces him to become a better player. Right. Half of that's due to a weak East. Right. To an East that's weak, and he's getting everybody who he wants. I don't care what anybody says. He's getting everybody who he wants, but... Russell Westbrook is doing a lot, but he's doing more than LeBron, and LeBron's sitting comfortably in the one spot in the East right now? Sitting comfortably in the one spot in the East, not having to work his tail off to get his team in a better position. Single-handedly, I might add. I mean, like, you yeah. look at, you look at the way Russell Westbrook... Okay, you want me to not be biased? Putting up putting up massive points consistently. Right. Consistently. I understand that points alone don't win you, don't win you an MVP, which is right. why I don't think he should you know, be a competitor for it. Right. But, um, compared to the way that, you know, the other greats are playing, he's right. working his tail off day in, day out, game after game. Right. And I can't help but appreciate that, at least from, like, a non-biased standpoint. Right. Well, I just think, just for me, and I think we may have to say this, like, for another day, but, I mean, LeBron James basically has almost just... Colin Cowherd said it like this. He said, if LeBron James wanted to average a triple-double, he could... But he's sacrificing his game to make his players better. And that's where I say, you know what? I see your point where LeBron James should be able to win MVP. They're 0-4 when he's not in the lineup. Though I think OKC does have a bad record when when Russell Westbrook doesn't get a triple-double, which is something to not sleep on itself. But LeBron James, that... I get where you're coming from. I do have to get where you're coming from. We may have to save that for the next podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to continue on with this MVP race. You like Isaiah. Right. However, Isaiah Thomas is going to have to get past Cleveland if he's going to try to make the NBA Finals. I know what he's doing this year, but can he lead this Boston team who should have made a trade by the deadline and they didn't? Can he lead this team to the NBA Finals past past the Cleveland? It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be one of those uh, the Giants going up against the Patriots sort of deals. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like like we've seen before in sports history, like that isn't uncommon and it's not undoable. Right. I mean, highly improbable, perhaps. Right. But um, Cleveland, like you said, is sitting comfortably in the number one spot. They're not going anywhere, especially in the East, where the only good other team. Is the Celtics is and the they're Celtics. not and I mean like and it's that's that is you know still I like to use the Patriots Giants analogy just because it's easy use but it. um I don't know if they can I would like to hope that they can I want to give them at least a shot right you know well we'll we'll definitely see we do have a couple weeks before the playoffs hopefully Isaiah Thomas can continue this run I hope he still has enough in him like Russell Westbrook I hope he has enough in him for this final push. While we're going into the playoffs, we do have to talk Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs, though. With Kevin Durant out, can he lead them past Golden State? That's the first question I'm going to ask you before I get to the second question. Um, if Kevin Durant doesn't get healthy and Kawhi Leonard uh, keeps on playing the way that he is right now, right. defensively and offensively, right. then yes, absolutely. I feel like that's that's something that they can do. However, it's not going to be easy. Steph Curry's numbers have to keep on dropping, and the rest of the offensive stats have to keep dropping on Golden State side. They right. they have to continue to lose games right. in order for San Antonio to move past them. Well, looks like looks like that's not happening. Sorry, San Antonio Spurs fans, because Curry seems to be revving it up. I don't know if he has enough time, but he's revving it up. Colin Cowherd, well, not Colin Cowherd, excuse me. Skip Bayless is saying, Kawhi Leonard's now on the level of LeBron 
James, if not better. Stupid? Or does he have a point? Because after what he did, like we were talking about, we talked about the block. We talked about that clutch three. He's been clutched all year. They're saying he worked out with Kobe in the summer, and players are saying it definitely shows this year. Is he at LeBron's level? At 25 years old, man. He's got time now. Um, He's getting there. I wouldn't say that he's already on that level because, right. you know, LeBron's brought a lot of championships. Right. right? Um, so... I think Kawhi Leonard's a young guy, and he's a very good athlete. Right. Bring a couple more championships to San Antonio, and absolutely. Well, we'll see. Absolutely. He has one. Yeah. He has one. Yeah, I mean, like, I, would, I would like to see two more, and then you can definitely make that comparison. Okay. Like, that would be completely fair. If he keeps on performing the way he's performing right now, both defensively and offensively, and he brings a couple more championships to San Antonio, not single-handedly, but being a you know a, a very moving force in that direction, then, yeah, absolutely, you can make that comparison. He's probably the best spur since Tim Duncan. Indiana has to feel stupid by trading him in the draft, but... He, he's probably going to be one of the greats. Finally, we have to talk about James Harden. He's having an incredible year. Mike D'Antoni has the offense for him. Did you expect this coming from Harden? Because he has the team now. He was shooting a lot last year. But now he has Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. They just picked up Lou Williams. He has pieces around him that work now. And they understand that he's the star and they got to fall in line, and they got the shooters for him. It kind of reminds me of 09 with Orlando when they had Dwight Howard, and they just placed a bunch of shooters around him. Basically, they've almost done that with Harden. Harden can drive and kick and kick it to the open man, and they're going to knock down a three. Did you expect this from the Rockets and Harden when D'Antoni came to the team with this Phoenix seven seconds or less offense? I... I did it, but it makes sense. It works for him. It works. You know, and, and like uh, like you were saying, last season Harden was shooting a lot. But, um, you know, he's he's doing well. He's doing, I mean, what is it, 29 points a game? He is averaging 29, 8, and 11. 29, 8, and 11. I mean, you can't really ask much more from a star player. I mean, like, he's not putting up astounding numbers. He's not putting up, you know, 58 points. That's not against, astounding! Against, he's against, averaging this! <laughs> he's averaging 29, 8, and yeah. 11! Like he's, I mean, like... Yeah, he's, he's up there with Isaiah Thomas. Right. And, and right, and I can definitely respect that. Um, I mean, I feel like there's that's the thing is that he's he's good and he's good for the Rockets and he's definitely like obviously one of the top five players in the NBA. Right. But as far as putting him up there, I have to. It's it's like the little things that right. um, that really right. break the mold and. It's his, uh, he's very consistent, but I haven't seen him, like, uh, his fourth quarter uh, okay. performances, like, they're not exactly wowing to me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I definitely think that they can really compete this year. Yeah, I, I have them Where as they my sitting? dark horse. They're, 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 they're sitting comfortably at three, and I think, I know we're looking at San Antonio, and I know we're looking at Golden State, but they got to be a team that everybody's got to be, got to be scared of. This team is rolling right now, and hopefully... We'll see more of either the same or we may see a change. The playoffs are a couple weeks away and we'll see what's going on. This is now our last episode of today. We want to thank you guys for tuning in on Facebook Live and listening in on SoundCloud. Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter. This has been the R&D Podcast. I'm RJ. This is Daniel. We'll see you guys next week.